Hello and welcome to Yes, You Are Brave. This is a podcast where we are going to set off on a journey together to find and build our brave, where we explore all the ways that you have been brave and all the ways that you can be brave again. Because even though we may have forgotten or we may have fallen out of practice, we're all brave. And I'm on a mission to prove it and help you believe that yes, you are brave. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of You Are Brave. So, so excited that you are here. I am Pawnee, I'm your host. And today we have the first, uh, we have three episodes all on forgiveness with Barbara Hunt. She is an author and a forgiveness specialist and coach. So super duper excited that you are here. Let's jump in. All right. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited about this conversation we're going to have today. So welcome, Barbara, and thank you for being here. Totally my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. For those of you that don't know, Barbara is a specializes in forgiveness, which is super cool and super awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into that that space? Sure. So I am interested in all things personal, spiritual development, how how do we manage being human in our crazy world? And so after a 30-year-long exploration, I've been really interested in tools, things that we can do, practices, things that are helpful in our everyday lives. And I have become, over the years, particularly in the last 10 years, really interested in the master art of forgiveness because i think it's it's an essential practice that it belongs in some traditions which is wonderful but if you don't have a tradition or you don't want a tradition it's also a secular ethics practice something that we need for our mental and emotional health but it's hard it's not necessarily taught very well it's misunderstood it's under practiced And there's such a lot of confusion around it that I just got really, really interested in why we find it so hard. And then also how can we approach it in a way that makes it a bit easier for us? And what's it take to actually do it? What's what's forgiveness actually look like? And and when I was doing some research and making some slides for a presentation a little while ago, there are no pictures of forgiveness. There's, there's pictures of people holding feathers or things in their hands that say the word forgiveness, but because it's something that we can't imagine because it's like letting go of something, it's a bit like letting go of an addiction or an old bad habit, we're undoing something, it's a non-doing. And that for our brains is really hard because we're, we're stopping doing something. So we have to imagine not doing. And that, that's one of, the, one of the many problems that we have uh, in actually practicing it is because we don't we can't picture it so that's just that's just one place to start but my interest really has snowballed mm. over 30 years of being interested in that field and working on a retreat and then ending up writing a book about forgiveness and then ending up holding online forgiveness spaces I also work one-to-one with people and I also work with groups and it tends to be around all of those things but particularly forgiveness because it's such a brilliant practice. I love that. I love how you called it a master practice of, of forgiveness and tools to like help you be human. Like don't talk about that a lot. Like we talk about, oh yeah, you're just human, but like, what are the tools to like be a better human? And I, I love that. 
And I love what you said about it's a non-doing or an undoing. And it's hard for our brains to wrap around because it is a very abstract. Is that the right word? Like concept? Yes. So I love that. So let's start with why maybe why forgiveness is so important and also maybe why it's so hard that can we, can we talk for a minute about that? Yeah, for many minutes on that. Why, why it's so important, what, so the reason I call it a master spiritual or secular ethics practice is because it's the work of the heart. It's about relationships. It's about how do you clear the field, clear the energy or the, just the dynamics between you and another person. And when I first was invited to think about the people I might need might need to forgive, I did this more than 30 years ago at a personal spiritual development training called the More to Life. It's still going today, mortolife.org. And they do personal spiritual development training. And on that training, they talk about forgiveness and resentment, which is the other side of forgiveness is the buildup of the things that need to be let go of the ill will, the grievances, the grudges, the gripes, because sometimes people very hygienically say unforgiveness. But actually, what we're talking about is shadow, we're talking about resentment, we're talking about hatred, revenge, you know, we have to be willing to admit that. So there I am in this training room, and we're being invited to write down the names of the people that we need to forgive. So I wrote down I thought, well, I'll lower my bar. So pretty much everybody I've ever met, probably one thing or another. And then I got to number 36 and thought, oh, I probably resent my mom as well. And I wrote my mom's name down. And that was really significant because what I was resenting her for was being ill. She had multiple sclerosis from the time I was 15. And that had a, you know, a very dramatic effect on the whole family. And we don't like to admit as good people that we resent other people for things that are not in their control. And that was very significant. And that, and for me, sometimes when we hear stories about forgiveness, they're very powerful stories of people forgiving things that most of us would think were unforgivable in inverted commas or really challenging circumstances someone is you know family member is killed maybe an accident or a drunk driver or deliberately you know people are able somehow to forgive you know even terrible things like you know school shooters or you know like really terrible things but we don't necessarily relate to that we think well forgiveness doesn't apply to me because nothing big like that happened and my approach to forgiveness is about the everyday things, resenting your parent for being ill, resenting your kids for not being perfect, because sadly, even my kid was not perfect. You know, so we have this, you know, partners are not perfect, siblings are not perfect, teachers are not perfect, best friends are not perfect. You know, we and, and being able to clear the slate of our relationships is a master skill, because often we we just ignore things or we bury them a bit. But then when something happens, particularly like what this happens, particularly with our partners or our kids, something happens and then all of the old stuff suddenly gets splurted out and you did that and you did the other, you know, we kind of like have this kind of like grievance <laughs> kind of like collection of all the things that yeah. you did wrong. And this is, these are my grievances and they are there live and well and so what forgiveness is so i'll start with the definition that i learned on that very day of forgiveness because we we collect these stories up so we've got like a big like big pile of stuff 
that mm-hmm. we carry. These are all of our grudges and gripes and grievances and resentments. And the definition of forgiveness that I learned is that forgiveness is the absolute refusal to hold the ill will against someone for what they did or didn't do. And the didn't do is very important because often we regret or blame or resent the things that didn't happen. Like our parents weren't around enough or they didn't give us the things that we wanted them to or they didn't understand where we were coming from. You know, so it's the the things that didn't happen as much as the things that did. But we gather them all up. So the absolute refusal to hold them looks like that. And you can feel the difference. It's the letting, I'm refusing to hold it. And it doesn't mean, yeah, it definitely happened. You did that stuff. You you did. And I've got a whole book here, actually, that tells you about all the things you did. I've kept a note in my heart. This, All of this stuff, we choose to not hold it. And that's what's powerful about forgiveness, is that you're choosing to not hold it. It doesn't mean you condone it. It doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean you're glad about it. It doesn't mean even that you've learned the lesson or you're happy about the lesson because sometimes that can be a really hard, almost spiritual bypassy thing where we go, oh, well, it's all perfect that you were abused as a child because you learned a lesson. I don't, I don't like that particular approach because yeah. you may learn lessons, but that's like saying that thing is going to always happen because there's a lesson to be learned in it as opposed to, well, let's change and educate parents so that they don't abuse their children anymore. How about that? How about, you know, we change the things we litigate or we take action or we do the things that need to help us heal our trauma, but the letting go of the ill will, that's up to me. And that's such a powerful stance. And most of us think I can only do this if you apologize, if you have admitted. So sometimes I'm on my deathbed going, they still haven't apologized, you know, (laughs) but you're the one still holding the resentment. So you can do this regardless of whether somebody apologizes. And that's Mm -hmm. what's powerful. It's hard, which is why you need someone to coach you, Uh, you know, but it is possible. And I, and it really is possible because I've coached probably thousands of people now to be able to actually let go like you know let their little monkey hands let go of the Mm -hmm. resentment and to just free their own hearts And, and it's work of the heart and i think when we talk about mental health we're often talking about our heart actually we're talking about emotional health we talk about mental so that's how thinking our emotional health is about our feeling and for me forgiveness is the work of the heart it's, I mean, you need to think as well, but it's, but it's, yeah. it's the, the letting go in the heart. Very important work. I love that. That, that is a fantastic definition. I love that the refusal to hold on to things that are. Yeah. yeah. The absolute know. refusal. Absolute not, refusal. Like, yes. Well, I'm going to keep that one. No, it's <laughs> all of it. All yeah. of it. But you might, you might need to have a conversation. I mean, that's the amazing thing. Sometimes yeah. like, can we just have a conversation about that? You know, it's like, I'm not holding on to it, but can we just have a quick chat? Because this is something that I find really hard. Can we talk yeah. about it? And then, and then that, but what's great about doing the forgiveness work is you get really clear, ah, quite a lot of the other stuff is just about you and your own personality and where you fall out with the other person. I used to resent my mum for wearing pop socks. That was nothing. She didn't need to know that. That was about me. 
But the thing I need to have a conversation about was that she wasn't connecting with me in her pain, which was understandable. But, you know, mm -hmm. like, so that was the thing that was, yeah. I felt shut out when she went inward because of her pain and her, her disablement, you know, as she got iller and iller. Yeah. So, yeah. And I love that, that visual of like, you have all this stuff in your hands, but, and like, and I love that because she was like, what can you not do if you're holding on to all of these yeah. things? We're only human. We can only hold on to so much. And so I love when you, you put it all down, you put your hands up, um, just, you know, it's free. What, what can you now do that your hands are completely free? I, I love that. Um, and I also love what you talked about, like, the resentment of the smaller things and not the big crazy because I almost think it's I don't know maybe it's even easier sometimes to forgive the really big things because it's it's seen it's acknowledged it's ex I don't know if expected is the right word but there's there's a lot of things to help you do the the big things but I, I want to talk for a minute about like the small things and kind of that that everyday need for forgiveness and the people around us and for their even for their I don't know, shortcomings you know like just forgiving them for being human and not being able to yeah. give us what we need so exactly exactly and and when i work with people one-to-one -one or even in groups we do part of the process is to confess the full extent of your resentment so you do, you're doing the whole process in your imagination so you're not doing it with the other person in real life because they won't sit there long enough to hear it all uh, but a, but a therapist will so it's a really good way of, of working through the material because we do hold stuff and it is the little things and this this idea that um that's that's why i think of forgiveness as a practice it's something that we do from time to time a bit like yoga you never say oh, i've done yoga <laughs> it's it's an ongoing thing and we need to think of forgiveness in the same way it's it's a relationship hygiene if you like practice and just like you take the bins out so in the uk here we have different days for different bins so once every three weeks for the big bins and every week for the recycling bins and every week for the food bin and two weeks for the gardening bin but it's like that so we, you have a chance every now and then to empty the bins and it's like emptying the bin of your heart and if you have a little practice when when you first start doing forgiveness work you might have a list of 36 plus like I did, but I took time, I worked through it, I had help for the difficult things. Some of it I could do on my own. And what happens today is I still keep a list, it's much smaller and it's in the back of my journal. And every now and then I'm thinking, oh, I've been, I can hear myself, I can hear myself, that resentment's come back again. Or, you know, I've just started, you know, the government or the weather, you know, I'm a Brit, <laughs> so obviously we resent the weather, that goes on there every now and then. You can put things on there like helicopters. Sometimes I have low flying helicopters because I live in the countryside. I've done, I have done forgiveness work on, forgive, on uh, helicopters and I swear it did change how tense I was. I used to get really to the point where I couldn't fall asleep. I'm like, there's another helicopter. I can hear it. It's miles away, but I'm kind of stressed and full of cortisol. Can't sleep. I'm listening to it. They shouldn't be doing it, blah, blah. And then after I did my forgiveness work, I was able to just be just, yes, sometimes there are helicopters over where I live. 
and I could, I did decide maybe I'd write to the people who are, you know, so that we're near a military base. Could you practice somewhere else? Or, you know, <laughs> so there's sometimes there's something you can do. Like I said, you know, we, we need to go to somebody with something and have a conversation or write a letter. But a lot of the time it was just me not able to do anything about what the circumstances were. And with the little things, it's the same. It's, it's like you said, if it's a big thing, we know we're completely, completely out of control. It's, it's a, maybe an act of fate or, you know, a, somebody being in the wrong place at the wrong time or, you know, whatever it is. So those things you, you, like, you know, you can't really blame necessarily something that's completely out of your control, but when it's your partner, you think, well, they should know better or my kids, you know, like I've nagged them about that a thousand times. So why aren't they doing it? So we have a, a different attitude when it's, little things but it's still it's still there all gathering up and it's making like you said imagine the feeling of spaciousness in your heart when you're just you're not having those things in there and i like to think it's a bit you know like uh, velcro where those mm. things hook us all the time whereas when you've done your forgiveness work you're more like teflon and th those things just slide off you don't get hooked as much and sometimes you get hooked back again and then you just do your practice that's why it's so beautiful to have a practice you start feeling resentment or anger or grievances or grudges or whatever and then you do your work and sometimes you need to have a conversation sometimes you just need to let it go that's awesome and i love the story about the helicopters like <laughs> how often do we have these things that like we resent that we don't like i would have never thought about that but like that's yeah you know it works on helicopters yeah so if it works on helicopters it can work on pretty much anything um, and I love what you said about having a practice. Can we talk a little bit more about like, what would a pra like a forgiveness practice maybe look like, um, yeah. for like these small things and, and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one of the things is to become sensitive to when you're holding a resentment or a grievance. So you need to just, you need to decide for yourself. Oh, actually I can't, I can't just let this go. It's bugging me. Something happened last week. And I'm still thinking about it next Tuesday. You write that down. You become aware of when am I holding resentments and you then start keeping a list. And the list is a rolling list, like a shopping list. You never really, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe you do buy everything on the list, but then, you know, like you get home and you think, oh, I forgot to get eggs or whatever it is. So you, you write down the next thing. And, and that's what my forgiveness lists are, are like. So part of the practice is having a list. And then the next thing to do would be to just take a bit of time to do it like it's a mental health practice, like it's something that's going to improve your relationships because we do. I mean, I think now it's so hard. There's so many things for us to do. We have to, you know, exercise and, you know, make sure we're kind of like running our houses perfectly and taking care of the children and holding down a job and being a good friend and a partner and blah, blah. And so you're thinking, oh God, I have to do a forgiveness practice as well, but actually a little bit of forgiveness practice doesn't have to take ages just like a meditation practice you, you only really need to do, be doing five minutes a day for it to be a practice and then sometimes maybe you do longer and then maybe you extend the time and you have to take the time away from other things like maybe netflix or other things that aren't quite so maybe you know yeah. liberating but but it's but it's so it's also making time and then um if you if you do need if it's a big thing so i i've worked with lots of people who had experienced significant trauma in their childhoods 
or in their marriages or whatever so if it's a if it's you have significant trauma definitely work with somebody so a forgiveness coach or somebody who does similar kind of work like the journey is is a sort of modality that's very similar um or your therapist you know like or or a trusted friend you actually need support to go through the steps of the process but a lot of it you can do on your own so sometimes if i'm got a long car journey i'll clear out my field usually for the people i'm about to visit like my brother or his <laughs> partner or whatever i'll do that on my way because mm-hmm. you can do the practice without closing your eyes obviously very important when you're driving you can you can clear your field and or when i'm out walking that's another really great way of of, of multitasking if you like so you're out walking and and even like if you were in a city or whatever if you have your headphones in you're talking out loud everyone just thinks you're on a conversation with somebody you might sound a bit angry and pissed off but you're (laughs) you're speaking out out loud um i do it in the countryside fields which is great and then also the other thing i do is once a month i host a forgiveness field which is a group practice where people can come sometimes i have a theme but you can come even if i've got a theme and you want to forgive something else and it's a 90 minute practice and we all work on zoom microphones off. So I'm guiding the process, but when you're talking out loud, I can't hear you because it's in the privacy of your own space. So that's actually a really good way of working mm-hmm. and but microphones on and I take everyone through the process. So the seven step forgiveness made easy process that I curated and get them to, you know, when you go to each step, you just like, you've got your eyes closed, but you've got your hand so that I know that everyone's ready when everyone's hand is on their heart or their upper chest. I know we're ready to move on to the next step. And then we go through the whole seven steps together. And then it's a, it's a very powerful practice. People cry, people feel much lighter <laughs> afterwards. It's, um, it's actually amazing. Yeah. And the fact that, that Zoom works as a, as a good way of doing it, um, even better than sometimes, sometimes if I'm in person, we've got groups of people and we spread them all out in the room, but there's, you might feel a bit overheard. So you play loud music. Whereas on in zoom, you're yeah. completely fine. Cause you're home. You don't have to go anywhere. So it's a great way of practicing. So I do those usually once a month on zoom. That's awesome. So the biggest thing is making time to do this. Yeah. And is there any particular, I know you said you have a, you have a seven step process. Um, but how would one, how would you just like encourage somebody to start, right? Cause you've got to start somewhere. Um, yeah. so where, where, where would be a good, <laughs> the book, yeah. yeah. The, the book, because it has the process in it. Okay. So that, yes. that helps. It has, it has the seven step process. And also as part of the book, there's a little bonus recording that you can access using the link in the book, which is me guiding you through just by my voice. And then the other way you could access is I have a mini video series. It's just like four videos. So three of them are intros. And then the fourth video is me taking you through the whole process. And it takes like back an hour. And that's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 47 quid or something. It's so you can get that, you know, um, if you, I've got a link tree, which has got access to all the different things I offer, like the next forgiveness field on my book and that little mini course and stuff. So that's, that's a way of doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And we will, I will put all the links to all of this stuff so everybody can find it in the, Thank in the you. show notes. Um, Cause we really definitely do want people to be able to find this. And there is where we are going to take a pause. We'll break into in the next episode, episode 93. We'll also be on forgiveness and it will be about why is it so hard and why we don't do it. So to continue listening to Barbara and learning more about 
forgiveness. Listen to the next episode. Have a fantastical day. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review down below and share this with anyone that you feel like could use a little more brave in their life. And if you'd like to follow more of my journey to be brave, you can follow me on social media and link down below. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to be brave.